Good evening, Professor. Hey, boss lady. <laughs> How are we tonight? We are awesome. Cold weather and all. <laughs> mm, mm, not like well, so you got a little bit of a jacket on you got that hat back on yeah got anything on the ears no, no not yet okay oh, just no ear ear muffs. Just no ear earrings. Earrings. Yeah, well cool. when i'm outside i put them on them mm. it's getting cold it's getting chilly i think it's about 50 today or something like that yeah uh, well they used to say welcome to maryland if you don't like what the weather is today just wait a little few minutes to an hour and it'll change so who knows? It might start raining again that's definitely true definitely true all right i've been so, ordered by you to try to make things go quicker around here uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> so what is our situation tonight what are we talking about talking about a daughter-in-law a daughter-in-law uh -oh. yeah she what has about a daughter-in-law well She's not the daughter-in-law yet. Uh, has the potential, so to speak. Mm, but she's future daughter-in-law. Future. Back to that is correct. So what do you do? Mm, my goodness. Well, when the masters come on tonight uh, for our next meeting at seven thirty our time, my response is going to be: is that this young lady is quite disrespectful in more ways than one. One, it starts off, you thought, well, maybe it's just because, you know, you're going to lose your son. And so you think it's probably you're the problem. And mm -hmm. so you kind of look inward to yourself. And so you start trying to be nicer to the young lady. And again, which is good. It's good. Always look at yourself to improve. And so you knew that you needed to improve some. But you started realizing that doing so, it became a little bit more problematic. Uh, the young lady... Uh, Anytime that you would speak in public, she would just shake her head uh, as if something was wrong. Uh, would tell if you were with the family, you would tell people that it appears that something's wrong uh, with this woman. Where she told the son, "With your mother, she's not thinking right." And even one time, she actually says, "You know, I, I think your mother needs just to go see a doctor because her thinking is is just all off." And your son started to believe that. My gosh. And so if that wasn't bad enough, then the two of you were shopping subsequently together in the grocery store. And the young lady turned around and when you open your purse to pay, she grabs the purse and pulls it toward her. And she tells you because she wants to see how much money you carry around with her, with you uh, when you go shopping. Oh, my. And then she starts with inappropriate comments when y'all are in private. Uh, she's asking uh uh, how was your love life before you got married? Asking you when you saw men passing by after you were married, uh, what was your thoughts about them if they were really good looking? Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, this is overboard. So you decided, of course, that boundaries need to be placed. Number one, there's some things we don't talk about. <laughs> and even though you might want to hear maybe to help her, some things we don't talk about. The next is having some respect. You know, you have respect for her as being a younger person needing guidance, but that person, her, must have respect for you also to know that you have some wisdom to share and asking inappropriate questions are not the way to gain wisdom, at least in your book. So it's going to be a little bit of tough love going forward. And you also have in your mind that you do know how to take somebody behind, you know, the old woodshed proverbial if you have to. And that your son is aware of that also. And he's getting a little bit worried because <laughs> everybody knows when mama turns business and she's talking to Woodshed, 
there's going to be some bloodshed. <laughs> that's it. I shouldn't say bloodshed, but there's going to be some problems, needless yeah. to say. So that's where we are with that. But so I can continue the story and move along. We're going to turn to the Bible for some wisdom on this one. A okay. uh, couple of things in the Bible it talks about that we should respect our elders, but it, it spends a lot of time on that. But even more time, the Bible spends on children respecting their parents. And the, the reason that we as younger people should respect our elders and our parents is because they have wisdom to share. And with parents in particular, when their children do not listen to the parents, it destroys the family because the wisdom can't be shared. And so it unearths the family. And in doing so, who knows what happens with the family subsequently? God doesn't like that. He abhors it. And it's just so true in the literature. And so tonight we're going to cover the story, Bible story, of one of the greatest defiances that I can think of that a child could do. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't happened in real life. Uh, and you have an entity where the father and son had a farm together, and the son and father got into a little bit of a discussion out in the field, and it got a little heated. And the son said, well, why don't I just buy you out? And the father said, fine. And he son said, well, I'll just give you X amount. And the dad said, sure, fine. Well, the son goes to the bank and he gets a loan and brings it back to his dad. And his dad didn't. <laughs> it was not the fair value of the market, okay, for the property. He had really made it too low. But the father was a good man. And he, so he sold it to the son for that price. Mm. Needless to say, there really wasn't happiness in that family thereafter. Family was kind of plagued from then on with grandchildren, what might had happened to them as time goes on. So folks, we, we never know when we do disrespect our parents, what, what kind of bad things that may be in line for us down the road. And it may be something that God's doing to punish us, or it just may because our families are not as connected as strongly in that wisdom from the grandparents is not a part of us because it wasn't shared. So our story tonight is going to be King David and his son named Absalom. Absalom had been away from for a while, and that's another story, but David was wanting him back. Absalom came back when King David, of course, king uh, of uh, Jerusalem, Israelites at that time. But Absalom wanted his daddy's throne. That was his goal kind of like the young man that wanted his father's farm, you know. So Absalom, how he did it, it was pretty, pretty ingenious. He stood outside of the gates of the city. And when anyone from outside the city that he didn't know came up to the city gates, he'd ask, we're here. Well, we're here to file a complaint against what someone has done to us with the king. And Absalom would say, well, you just might as well turn around more or less and go back home because there's no one here to hear your complaints. The king's not doing that anymore. But if I was elected to be king, I'd be your judge, and you had a really good case. And I would be sure that you got justice for your case. Now, that's the way the story is told in the Bible, uh, my words using that. But I've always wondered why no one went back and told David this. Or maybe they did, and David just didn't pay attention to it. Well, in time, Absalom, he gained people who supported him. In fact, 
King David had a counselor of his own, uh, Ahithophel, and Ahithophel was recognized as being a very wise man, and he gave good guidance to David. But as time progressed, he moved over toward Absalom's side. Yeah. And in doing so, um, Absalom decided it was time to take the throne. He had him a little army put together and so on, and David realized what was coming his way. So David took his people, saddened, but he left the palace. But when he left the palace, he left 10 concubines, wives, but of a lower statute, there at the palace to take care of the palace. So now you know the relationship, father to son. Now you know, and I've told of how the child did this. The child is now pronounced as king, in his mind at least, over the Israelites. But he now needs to substantiate, substantiate himself as being king. So how does he do that? Well, he asked that counselor, who was previously David's and now his, Ahithophel, how can I, you know, really get my leadership, ownership, you know, kingship? He said, well, it's, there's only one thing you got to do. Well, what's that? Well, you got to turn around and sleep with those 10 concubines in front of everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, you will turn around and you will be such a distress, will smell to your father's nostrils. And it will also tell Israel that you're the king. You have defied him. And by the way, in that time, whenever uh, another person took over a kingship, and they slept with the wives of that king. It shows it's your throne now. It belongs to you. So Absalom turned around, had him to put a tent up on top of the palace. And he made love to all 10 of them right there in front of Israel, all of Israel to see. So he established his kingship. Well, needless to say, that wasn't something that we were happy about when we read the scripture. Because we know something's going to happen afterwards. Because God loved David. So as time progressed, there was a fight, finally, between Absalom's army and David's army. Absalom's army was routed. They lost. And while they were fleeing, Absalom himself was on his mule. The mule apparently was excited, but anyway, the mule's running and goes underneath an oak tree, and its branches are out. <laughs> the mule turned around, and Absalom got his neck caught in those branches and needless to say the mule kept on running so absence hanging there oh, yes <laughs> instead of it being a rope it was tree branches that had him hung there so i'm sure it was in a v and he was hanging needless to say Absalom didn't live um i'm reading the, the scripture correctly he didn't hang himself to death but some uh, uh david's men that came along and went ahead and killed him so the go-away message from this is that when we do things as children, I'm talking about myself too, you know, parents, and I've still got an aunt that's, that's alive. If I don't show respect for them, that God may take something out on me for what I'm doing incorrect. Um, also, it teaches us, number two, to not only have respect for our elders, and I'm talking about not only parents, but elders in general. Now, David, while this happened, 
to him is God had told David that it would earlier. David really didn't know how it was going to occur, but he told him that one of his would turn around and sleep with his wives in public because of what David had done in private previously with Bathsheba. When we talked about that story previously, where uh, he sent her husband to war, he saw her, she was beautiful. And then, of course, he sent him, to, when he sent him back into battle, he told the men to withdraw. And of course, he was killed. Uh, that was sad because that servant was very dedicated uh, to David, but he had him killed because when he slept with his wife, the wife got pregnant. And so David was trying to keep that shame hidden from everyone. And, you know, God had told him that what you did in hiding, I'm going to do in public so that everyone can see. So as I walk away from this and see, I'm coming a little bit quicker in my <laughs> presentation tonight. We needed to respect our elders, folks. The Bible also goes forward to say, you know, we need to respect people of authority. Now, that's a tough one because we've talked a lot about bosses, uh, dealing with those who are giving us our paycheck, uh, a company. We need to have respect for them as well. Now, that doesn't mean you don't stand your ground. That doesn't mean that uh, you can say no or that you can't say no because you can. But be nice. Be understanding. Mm -hmm. Don't be, what is it, venomous when you're responding. Show respect for those individuals, particularly those that are older than you. You just don't want to get on the wrong side of God when it deals with dealing with an older person. Yeah, They do have wisdom to share. Be yeah. respectful. Good talk. And like you said, I mean, you do have boundaries because sometimes, you know, there might be elders that they get out of line when they should. Yes, so yes. We're not saying let them take advantage nope. or do any of that kind of stuff, nope. but, but you do need to be respectful. Yeah. And that's the difference in yelling back at them, telling them that they're crazy, you know, old man, blah, blah, blah. There's another story on that line, but I'm not going to tell that one tonight. I'll save it <laughs> for some young, sure? I am, I'm going to say <laughs> young kids were telling a gentleman who became a, a prophet just a, a short time before he was a, calling him a baldy and old man and Things didn't happen well for those people and those mm -hmm. children. Okay, but we'll be respectful. We'll keep our jobs. And we'll do well in God's eyes in our careers. That's the way I look yeah. at it. And take the wisdom that they give. Think about it. Yes, they do know a lot. When you're younger, you don't realize it. But think about it. They really do because they've been through it. And a lot of times they're trying to protect you and help you. So, Well, I'm, I'm still younger than my aunt quite a few years and she still teaches me things when I speak mm -hmm. to her each week and you teach her things too well I share I don't yeah. say I teach I well, share, share. Her. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it goes both ways it and, does. and it does. you know we're telling the young people too you sometimes you teach them things so yes it, it goes both ways I learned a lot from young people myself yeah. I add it to my wisdom yeah what little I got Good stuff, good stuff. You taught me a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Teaching all of us about the Bible. Well, we're we're all learning as we go. I'm learning a lot myself. I have to dig <laughs> deeper. All right. All right. That's well, all I got, boss. All right. Well, thank you for the sharing the story. It was great. Well, thank you. And I do respect you since you are my boss. I want you to know that. <laughs> okay. And I respect you since, well, we won't say it. I know. I'm just a plea, <laughs> but it's okay. I'm an employee. No, that's all I, was I show up. If you said you're elders. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Man, I got it. I deserve that one. I'm going to say goodbye now and take my nap. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great have day. Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye.